What up, what up, what up? You tuned in to the Jose Morales Podcast, where we talk sports, business, and everything in between. I am your host, Jose Morales, and we're at my boxing academy. Joining me in the ring today is the face of the gym. When you walk in, she's the tallest person right to your right, <laughs> Kelly Chavez. What's up? How do you feel being on your first podcast? It feels kind of weird. Why? Because I feel like I'm having like a, just a normal conversation, but there's all this technology around me. Yeah. So she said weird. it feels like she's in her brother's John's room. Oh, yeah. High tech room. Yeah. So those that, that don't know, her brother's like a big old gamer. So you walk into his room, he's got like five screens everywhere, <laughs> got microphones. He's, he's probably the only guy to be playing an Xbox and a PlayStation at the same time. Hey, I moved out the next day. There was like five TVs in my old room. I was like, what? Yeah. So... Those that come to the gym probably already know Kelly. Kelly is uh, probably the biggest, one of the biggest pieces to the gym running oh. successfully. Because, yes, us, the trainers, and everything we do, but without Kelly, uh, the bills wouldn't be getting paid, and Kelly's a big role to it. So what we're going to talk about today is really about um, our relationship, how we met, our families, uh, her part in the gym, her future, her personal life, her goals, and pretty much get to know Kelly because I don't think that we talk about Kelly too much. <laughs> and that's why I was like, I think it's very important to talk about Kelly because you are important. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So I that's why I was like, let's bring Kelly on. First, uh, I'm going to give you guys a background on Kelly. Kelly's actually my cousin's daughter. So uh kelly's grandpa and my mom are brother and sister true mexican tree yeah it's crazy yeah it is it's all it's all over the place so that's how uh both kelly and i are connected i actually used to always go at their house when i was little uh kelly they have a lot of videos of me acting a fool when i was Not, a little kid he cannot stand still still true to this day yeah add <laughs> all over the place so that's our history as far as like family that's how we're connected kelly had a uh, interesting childhood as far as you were overweight for a long time, right? It was it was weird because it went from living the absolute perfect life to being bullied and almost falling into depression because I was big. Um, so I mean, like as a kid, I was I was uh, the only grandchild, the only niece, like the only niece from the. I guess you could say immediate family. Like, yeah, yeah. so I was very spoiled. I got whatever I wanted. Yeah, I, do remember that. I was, I was, uh, I had an amazing like childhood. little childhood. Yeah. yeah. Um, the bullying started when I was, uh, I don't know if I start getting into it. Of course. You tell us whatever you want. <laughs> the bullying started when I was, it was like a shock because we so had, when did you, when did you, be, cause I remember to me, I was always happy. Yeah, you were always happy. So I, I didn't know this. I mean, I was part of her family. So, I, I mean, I wasn't there all the time and talked to her about it. But I didn't. I never knew you were bullied. Yeah. Ever. I didn't find this out until recently. Yeah. I mean, probably like two, three years ago at the gym, she told me she was being bullied. So when did the bullying start? Because so that's what I don't know. Yeah, it started like around fifth grade. Um, So it was weird because I was so used to like all that love. Like, that's all I got. Like, People always loved me. People always liked me. I've never been un unliked in a sense. So it kind of was like a slap in reality. Like, this is the world. Not everything's perfect at the age of 11. Um, so I remember, or 10, I remember we had to switch schools. And 
this is weird why I wanted to switch schools, but I'm oddly very, I was always very mature. So I remember moving houses and I knew that if I went to a different school, it'd be easier on my parents as far as transportation. And like, I never had a sense of like bad people. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go to this new school and it's going to be great. Like all these like fun ideas. Well, I got there and then that's when the bullying started. It was not anything I expected. Because you were overweight. So you were like obese. Yeah, were, I was. Uh, were you chunky or were you obese? No, I was in the category of obese. Like, uh, yeah. if people. Because I remember you being chunky, but to me, you didn't seem obese. I thought you were just chunky. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, um, I was, and, and women will get this a little bit more than men, but I was a size 20 in women, in women, not in kids, in women at the age of 11. Damn. So, now, and, and the, to put it in perspective, the smallest size is zero. So I was at oh, 20. Shit. Um, so that's kind of when it just, uh, I think just reality hit me and I started, at, it was just something out of the blue because that was, this was completely new to me. I always, like I said, I've always been loved. I have an amazing family and been super supportive and everything. But then I go to school and suddenly people start making, I, at that point I knew I was overweight, but I didn't really know what it was. Like, you know how like a kid doesn't really judge, it's, it's very like innocence. Like you don't really judge people by the, what they look like when you're a child. You're kind of no. just a child and you go based off of personalities. So I went from going based off the personalities of people judging me because of how I looked. And so that was really like new to me. I was like, I'm fat. Like I knew I was not, I didn't look like my mom. Keeping my mom was like five feet, hundred pounds, skinny waist. Like she's always been, I knew I didn't look like that, but I didn't know what I was looking like was wrong in the society. So, um, that affected it, you a lot emotionally. Yeah, it kind of just like threw me off. Like, like, like you're in like this path, and then they just throw you into like a new, like horrific path. That's crazy. I mean, think about for me thinking about it now because I remember you at that time, and I don't remember you yeah, being like that. It was That's weird because the reason I want to say I didn't feel I didn't fall into depression is because I have such a supportive family and like a backbone. Like I, if I didn't have them, I would have fallen into depression because I do remember. So I, it was to the point where I'd come home crying every single day. And my, uh, my mom and my dad are both very supportive, but my mom, I remember the most because she is the type of mom where she would go to the school and like demand things to change. Like she would just go over there and she'd be like, what is like, what's going on? Like you guys are like, you know, I, I, oh my bad. I want my daughter to, you know, what what is this? How are you not doing anything about it? And I remember that and having that support um, kept me strong because I do remember looking in the mirror and being like, feeling trapped. And for the first time in my life, because my whole life I've been very Catholic and like I uh, believe in God, I still am. Um, I would, but I was to the point where I was an altar server. So I was like in church every weekend. And, um, at that point I was even questioning God. Like, why would God do to me, do me like this? Like I'm looking in the mirror and I'm trapped and why am I fat? Like, why can't I, couldn't I just be born skinny? So I do remember looking at myself and thinking that. And then that's like, you think about that and you're like, Oh my God, like if I didn't have that support, like I think about it now, like these kids who don't have that support at home, like you go to school and you feel like shit and then you go home and you feel like shit. Like I can kind of see why, you know, kids commit suicide or, you know, they go anorexic or like all these diseases because I was lucky enough to have like a family who's supportive, but not everybody has that. And that's why I didn't show it because when I was with my family, it was comfortable. I was happy. Yeah. But the minute 
He went to school. Went to school is what it would be at. Or, and then they got into my head. So I remember I'd go shopping with my mom as a young girl. You, That's what you want to do? You want to go shopping? We all love shopping. I'd go shopping. I'd come out crying because this didn't fit because this didn't look right. I remember one time um, my mom's sister came from Mexico, Mitia um, Naiz, and we went out to take pictures. And I came out crying from the pictures because I looked so fat in that picture. And it was like... When you think back, you're like, well, what picture did you want? <laughs> like, you're going to yeah. look how you look, you know? But I remember I was crying because I looked so fat in that picture. And I think it was a, I think it was very hard for my mom to help me because she didn't really know how to help me. But she, she always did her best. And so she always pushed me to do better. But she did, you know, t- try, she tried to teach me. You, I can't change it for you. Like, you have to think about if you are not happy, if you're happy over with that. I mean, yes, I'm worried about your health and stuff, but that's fine. Like, it doesn't matter what you look like. But if you're not happy, you need to do, you need to change something. Like, if that's not who, if you're gonna, not going to be happy like that. Because there's people who are in a, like, different sizes, shapes, and they're happy the way they yeah. are. Yeah. I just wasn't happy. And then you started losing weight because I remember you, you were skating, right? You remember you were, I remember your mom would take you to go skating. Yeah, that was a little bit when I was younger. Um, so my, like I said, my mom was very supportive. Yeah. And then Kelly's mom is like full on organic everything. You know what I mean? Like I used to <laughs> yeah. hate. Fun fact: when I would go over there, I used to hate going over there, and I would have to drink organic milk on my cereal. <laughs> I don't and know it why. Was a healthy cereal. It yeah. Was never and no flakes. sugar, no nothing. And I remember I'd be like. What kind of shit is this? <laughs> like, Kelly, you live here? How the hell do you live in this house? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so. it was it was like that. And uh, and a fun fact is um, I'll get to how I like got so disciplined to actually want to start changing. But uh, I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Uh, my mom was so supportive that when I was ready, I was 11 and a half. And... Um, we went to, I was like, mom, I want to start doing something. So she's like, well, I can't have you join a gym until you're 12. That's the age. Like all the gyms, like California Family Fitness and yeah. stuff like that. And so she went down to a gym and she said, yeah, yeah, she's 12. And she like put my birthday wrong and lied just so I, just so I could get into the gym. And I just think back and I laugh. I'm like, mom, she just lied to the gym yeah. and said I was 12. I mean, I was basically 12. I needed to wait a couple months, but. She was like, yeah, her birthday's in April. Yeah, she, so, and she went to the gym with me and stuff like that. And I, that's how kind of how I got into fitness. But um, what really made me change is I started seeing things about myself then as a child that I was like, this isn't how I want to be. Like, for example, when I was bullied, and I'm totally embarrassed of this, but I was, when I was bullied, I was called... I was called all these names, uh, Oompa Loompa, and then I remember we went to this, um, we were reading this book in English, and there was a story called Earthquake Terror, so the minute I walked on the bus, all the guys or, or the kids were like, Earthquake Terror, and like the bus was moving, so all that stuff, like, it really put me like in a dark place at school, so I remember just trying to defend myself and try to get out of that situation, so there was a girl who was a little chunkier than I was. And I called her out and like, kind of like, why are you calling me fat when she's fatter in a sense? And I think back at that and I'm so embarrassed, but I feel like it's important to share because I think those are like normal feelings. Like you don't want to be dragged down alone. Like you want to drag someone with you or you want to take the attention away from you. 
So I, so that's something I learned. I was like, I don't want to be that person yeah, to drag and, people down with me. And it's something that that's how it is in, in life, even yeah. as an adults. When somebody, you can tell people that are unhappy. Yeah. Because all the unhappy people are trying to make everybody else's life unhappy Unhappy. too. Or kind of like, if you think about it, like this whole being stuck inside the house coronavirus thing, I think people feel better because they know that they're not the only ones stuck inside the house. I feel like it's just like a, like a natural. Everybody's doing it pretty much. Yeah. So I saw that in myself and I was like, yeah, I definitely don't want to be that person that drags down people with them. But I, I did. I was in a very dark place and, and I was trying to find an out. I didn't care who mm-hmm. went down with me. I just wanted out. And so um, I didn't want to be like that. And then so I and then I the other thing that I was doing that was very negative is I was pointing fingers. Uh, it was it was me. I had to make the change, but I was pointing fingers at everybody. Everybody had it was everybody's fault that I was fat. It was God's fault that I was fat. It was my parents' fault that I was fat because they gave me the jeans. It was uh, my dad sneaking snacks into his truck and me finding them and eating them. Like it was everyone's fault except my own. So yeah. what opened my eyes there is I went to a I went to the pediatrician, and she told me she's like you're overweight. And your family has a history of diabetes and you're in risk of getting diabetes. You need to change that. And that's when I started saying, oh, like, I'm, uh, I, I want to eat better, but, you know, my dad sneaks uh, stuff into his truck and then I get, or they, he, it's hard for me to, and then she's like, slap, like, slap me into reality. She's like, no, you are 12 years old. You know exactly what you pick up and you put it in your mouth. You do not need to put your fingers at your mom or dad. You have that decision. Yeah, you have that decision. You have that control. No one else does. I remember I came out of that doctor so mad. I was crying. I was so angry. But it's because it's like. She told you the truth. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to hear the truth. Mm -hmm. And she told me the truth. And so that's actually. I have heard a thing because I think that's the one thing. Like, I think a lot of things led up to it, but that's the, like, the switch. Yeah. The switch. I'm like, oh, you know what? It is. It It is my control. And then my mom that day, she started talking to me. She was like, look, if you're not happy, you know, uh, we have that tradition of the quinceanera. She's like, think about how you're going to feel that day. She's like, "I'm me and your dad could spend all the money on the party, on everything you want. But are you going to be happy in your dress? Like, you know, yeah. if you're if you're going to be happy, that's fine. But if you're not, you, you got to make a change. And that's when I made a change. And I started um, I never did. And, and I always tell this to people because a lot of people, especially nowadays, they go into these crazy diets to lose weight super fast. But you gain it right back. It took me two years to go from a size 20 to a size zero. I actually went to a size zero. And it took me two years, and it was a slow process, but there was progress, and it was healthy, and I didn't gain it all back. Yeah, and it took time. Yeah. yeah. And and, and, I, and I, I learned. Yeah, I remember. Because, oh, I was the main guy at the uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was a uh, Chambelando Nord was me. <laughs> Yay. Anyways, uh, when I went to it, during that time, I didn't, I didn't really see you too much. And I remember last time I saw you, you were chunky, and then I saw you again, and you were, like, skinny. I was like, what the fuck happened to the other half of Kelly? What's yeah. the other half of Kelly? Where is that at? Yeah. But, yeah, I do I, re- I do remember that part. Um, you actually, after that, uh, you got into Zumba, no? Yeah. How, when did you get into Zumba? I got into Zumba, like, a couple months before my quinceanera. So, oh, so during that time is when you got into Zumba. Mm-hmm. I was, oh. um, well, I started going to classes. I was uh, never a... So I always recommend if somebody's like struggling with weight and stuff, always try classes 
and that's one of the reasons why I love the gym because I I'm not a I'm not a fitness person I mean I know it's healthy for me and I love how I feel after but getting there is just so hard. It's hard. Yeah. So I was motivated to go to classes before Zumba. It was boot camp, cycling, anything that was fun in an environment. But I did not want to sit there on the treadmill and like run. Like it's just yeah. not my thing. And it was so boring. So once I started doing classes, that's actually when I started seeing more progress because I was being pushed. And I yeah. was not just doing the treadmill or just doing this thing. Like I was actually being pushed. And so then I got introduced into Zumba. And then later on, I got recruited to teach Zumba. And so I went and got my license at 16. And I started, and I've been teaching so I, Zumba after so, that. So, like about a year later of doing Zumba, you got recruited to become a, an instructor. Yeah. Uh, um, this um, friend's mom was opening up this like herbal life location. And she was like, I think you should. Uh, you should come teach for me. And I said, well, I don't know what I got to do. I think I have to get a license. And I actually talked to my Zoom instructor and she's like, she was super supportive, which is right. something that, yeah, it's kind of rare to find. And I remember talking to her and I said, oh, she wants me to teach. And she was so supportive. And I said, I don't really have any songs right now. She's like, oh, no, just use what you want. Let me know if, you know, uh, you like, I asked her, is it okay if I use your songs? Yeah, if you need the CD, let me know. And she was just always like super supportive and that's something I think her too, because I don't think I could have started off Zumba that strong without her support. Because no. I, at the beginning, I was using all her songs. I didn't. So it was basically her class in a different location. Yeah, it makes a sense. different instructor. Damn. And then uh, you got into Zumba. Then you also graduated. Then you went to you went straight to Sac State, huh? Yeah. Um, you didn't go to community at all. No. Why um, did you do that? Like, so what made you do that? Why? Not that you did it wrong or nothing, but curious why you chose to go straight to a four year. Um, because I knew my I knew to me school was important and I at the time my mentality changed during school, but at the time it was something I had to do. It wasn't something I really wanted to do. And I knew myself, so I knew that if I invested a lot of money into it, I wasn't gonna quit. But if I just went to community college I felt like it was gonna be easier for me to quit. I didn't yeah. wanna give myself that opportunity to quit. Because okay. I knew it wasn't going to be my favorite thing. I mean, I, a lot, especially you see everybody graduating high school. The kids are partying. Like, yeah. I knew I wasn't. By the way, I couldn't even party because I'm Mexican. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Your parents got you on lockdown. Uh huh. No matter if you're 18 <laughs> or not. Yeah, which was which is a good thing. And by the way, I actually tested Kelly a lot of times. One oh, yeah. time, I tell you guys a story. <laughs> she was at Target, walking into Target. And I was outside, I was driving by. So she's right in the front, in front of Target, right? And she's walking in with her girl, like one of her friends. And I saw it was Kelly. I rolled my window down. And I think she was wearing yellow or something. I don't remember. But I was like, hey, blue. hey. Yeah, it was blue, huh? I was like, hey, you, you in the blue. What's up, little mama? You in the blue. And she <laughs> she did not look back. She kept walking, walking, walking. I'm like, little mama in the blue. And she just kept ignoring me. And then I was like, all right. Kelly, and then she turned around. I'm like, you passed. <laughs> I'm like, I was testing you, seeing if you was a, uh, if you was easy to get. And she's like, you scared the shit out of me. I'm yeah. like, good, good. Uh, so then after that, that, you went to Sac State. You graduated. One thing, I heard people tell you because during that time before you were at Sac State, I mean, while you were at Sac State, you were already you. You were at the bank, right? Mm -hmm. I was you, working at Bank of America. The bank, and then before that, John's Incredible? No, before that, I was working as a sales uh, salesperson and at Ann Taylor. Ann Taylor. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then? And then John's Incredible Pizza okay. before that. 
And then, uh, so you were at Bank of America, you came here, and I remember when you were here, um, there was, I mean, I, I know, I heard people tell you, like, you know, what are you going to do after you graduate? What are you going to do after you graduate? You had all these, which is obvious. I mean, you're going to graduate. People are most likely to move on to their career. Uh, why are you, why did you decide to stay here? What about the gym? Why did you, because I know people are like, what are you doing there still? Yeah, um... I did get a lot of that, a lot of that, and a lot of people looking at me like, so you went to college and you're just going to stay here? Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of reasons why I stayed here. Um, one of the things I realized it, at Sac State was um, while I was going to school and working at the bank, the bank was not, I mean, the bank was amazing. It had amazing benefits, like everything you could ask for. And I was part-time, so if, I can only imagine. Yeah. yeah. So I can imagine full-time. Um, but I was miserable because I was getting yelled at by the customers every day and not yeah. necessarily my fault. It's just, they're mad. They wait in line for too long. They're mad because they don't have money in their account, whatever. They're mad and they're mad at me and they're taking it out on me. So taking that, taking it home and like, I was happy. I don't have any kids or any like husband or anything. So it's like, so I'm not really taking it out on people, but I was taking that home. I was taking that to school, yeah. like that anger. And it, yeah, it definitely brings you. I was like, I don't want to be miserable. I said, I don't care what I do. I said, I will, whatever I decide, whatever place I go, I just want to make sure I'm happy there. Mm -hmm. And I'll just push myself to do better and invest money or find a way. Like if that job doesn't pay as much, I need to find a way to make money, like multiple in income streams. Like, but I do not want to go to a day job where I'm just like, oh. Yeah, you hate work. Yeah, that's so, one thing I I I've noticed about people when they go to. I had a friend that majored in economics, got a job in downtown, great paying job, and he hated it because it was all numbers. He's all yeah, and he said everyone in his office was like zero personality. Like yeah, he said you couldn't have no fun. It was just boring. He's like, I hated it. it, and he actually quit it. It and, is a very boring. Like okay, so the economics. Me learning it, I love it because I love numbers and I love like the history of it and yeah. I like the like not knowing what's gonna happen and like nobody really can predict the economy. Like it's just it's very hard. You can go based off of history and stuff, but you can't really predict it. Um, so I like all that, but it is a very like most of the professors are like really boring because yeah. like, or like just the material is not that fun. So I can imagine going to a job and because um, my senior class is pretty much kind of like in a like a field you're doing like a whole bunch of data and a bunch of formulas i can see how that being day-to-day -day is just not um very fun but it helped me prepare for my finances and my yeah it's you know, good to know and it i think it it's also connected with business so it actually ended up working out because i always so i always wanted to like uh I have a something I have something for customer service for some reason and I always wanted to do something in that and I always wanted to do something with business but I didn't want to open up my own business and then I at the same time you start learning when you're in the workplace that these companies don't care about you you're just like another number so I also didn't want to put all my time and effort time into and effort something. into a company that's going to be like oh we're laying off people bye bye you know yeah. so when I came here it was like the perfect it like came out of the sky. It was so perfect. It was um, somebody I grew up with, which at the beginning I was hesitant because sometimes when you work with family, it ends up being bad. So, mm -hmm. but then I saw Jose was very motivating and he's very um, 
always tries to do better and he's always worrying and he cares like he legit cares about his like his uh, employees we're not employees we're his family so i'm his family but everyone else at the gym is his family and that to me was already like okay i'd like if i'm gonna put my 100 percent in something and he's gonna gain from it then i'm gonna be happy not some big corporate that's gonna kick you know and then on top of that, all these members, like, they're all, like, super amazing. Like, everyone here at the gym, like, they're so nice. They're so knowledgeable. Like, you talk to them. You could learn so much. Yeah. So it's, like. That's a big part. Like, that's yeah. what changed my life. But, yeah, it's true. We have amazing members here. Yeah. So it's just, like, it was <clears throat> it was a no-brainer. I mean, yeah, I had, um, a couple, like, a couple potential job offers that had, like, some, fed- like, federal pay or whatever. But I don't. What am I gonna do? Leave something I love to go be miserable, mm-hmm. and and so it's just not, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. I want to be happy. That's what I want to be. I don't want to go like I said, go to a day job and just be like, oh great, gotta go to work. Yeah. And so, and the, I think the biggest thing too is it's very important to surround yourself because I feel like what you surround yourself with is what you end up being. So if you surround yourself with very negative people, you're going to start becoming a little negative. Yeah. And rub off. Yeah. And so I'm surrounded by positive, loud Jose, positive yelling in my ear, all this positivity. I'm a way more positive person than I was five years ago. I mean, I've never been super negative, but I'm always looking at how to grow, what to do next. Like, yeah, I didn't do that before. I think that if I would have graduated, not ever found this place, went to a five a eight to five job i would have just been comfortable i wouldn't yeah. have been trying to grow trying to and that's true yeah. that's i, I, I mean that's been, what happened similar to me when i was at the dealer i was comfortable yeah i had a good job i was comfortable until i got until somebody woke me up and then but it's very true as far as who you're around and the way they motivate you and the way they push you yeah um one thing i wanted to bring up a lot of people uh, don't understand how important or how much power Kelly I, I give to Kelly. And people think oh, I'm yeah. lying when I tell them this. That's true. That's something I do thank you for. And and uh, I, I tell Kelly, Kelly, you can do whatever you want, for real. Like, as far as if you want to charge somebody $0, then you charge them $0. You're the boss. If you want to charge them $1,000, you charge them $1,000. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, I back you up 100%. And the reason why I'm like that is because when I was at the dealership, I hated, hated with the passion when I was doing something for a customer and then they go cry to the manager and then the manager comes and bypasses me like I don't even exist. I was like, well, what the fuck's the point of me being here then? Yeah. If, if, you know what I mean? So I, that's what kind of put me on exactly how I wanted to be with everyone on my, on my team. You know, I... I give Kelly all the power to do whatever she wants to do. Uh, and I told her, these are the requirements. It's what I expect. As long as we're doing that, we're good. We're, and then you do what you want to do. Yeah, that is that is actually another reason why I love it here. Um, you're not being micromanaged. You're not, you know, you sit, we sit down and we have our meetings about what we could do better, what we can, you know, uh, what we did great. But we don't sit here and be like, well, you should have done this or you should do it. Like, it's not negative and it's not. I want you to, you know, and, and, or like that you said, customer cries and, and, and you'd go above me and 
So it, it is, he does, when he says, give me all the power, he does give me all the power. And at the beginning when he said he's going to give me all the power, I was, I was like, okay. But I've been with those managers before. I'm like, okay. But um, he gave me all the power. And to this day, he's kept that word. And I really, really do appreciate that because it's, it is hard. It is hard when you're, there's rules and policies and, you know, you, you want to be fair to everybody else, not just thinking about that one person. It's, you got to be fair to everybody. And then they go to the manager, and they, like at the bank, they go to the manager and they cry. And then the bank goes, oh, yeah, I'll break the rule. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, under my can, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, later. Just, I think for people to understand that, too, they had, they had to have lived that. And a lot yeah. of people didn't live that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I always feel if you're going to be successful and have a successful business, everyone's just got to play the role and you do your part. And then that's always going to go good. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to go really uh, over here try to tell somebody how to do their job. If they're fucking up their job, you talk to them. And then, you know, how long you been here now? Four years. Four years. So almost five. So out of these four, almost five years, I'm very proud and happy to say we've never been in an argument. Oh yeah. Never been in an argument. And then that's between us and David and all of us. We've yeah, never us. had an argument. And I'm dead serious. I'm not lying about this. Yeah. We never had an argument. We had disagreements, but our disagreements never became arguments. We yeah. would talk about it. Literally talk about it. Like, wait, we should do this, we should do that, and boom. But we're never oh fuck you da, da, yeah. or like yell at each other or nothing disrespected each other which um amazing it makes me amazingly proud to say that because that's huge yeah i think one of the biggest things that you've taught me at least and i want uh, thinking everybody it's um communication is yeah. key to everything to i was gonna bring that up next Good yeah point, kelly to no <laughs> it is to your employees to your superiors to your kids to, to your, your wife, to everybody yeah, to everybody because and i feel like i learned that here and it just takes you so far, far. like you think the littlest thing like it just it's all you gotta do is say it because you that that person like jose could be like um i don't know he could he could be saying a certain word that makes me feel like really belittled and he doesn't know that that's just a word yeah. that he has a habit of and then and then if i don't say anything then it's going to turn into yeah you know? and that's something a so, lot of people have a hard time with they they see something and it bugs them and they never say nothing yeah and they hold it in they hold it in they hold it in and then one day they explode boom and then yeah. that's that explosion turns into fist fights into something a lot bigger than it could have been yep and that is a big thing i tell and that's one of the biggest things we ask even from our members from yep. everybody just we're communicate. like just communicate if you really can't afford it just ask just tell us be honest if you really can't uh if that class or something doesn't work or if a trainer bugs you or us or anything just tell us and we'll fix it but if you never communicate to us or you never tell us nothing uh, how can we ever fix whatever it is that you're asking us? And that's something that we are pretty goddamn good at. Yeah. Is communicating with each other like, hey, Kelly, quit doing this. Hey, quit doing this. Yeah. And I think that's the secret, communication. Yeah. Good it point. definitely is. And it and when you take that and you apply it to everything else in your life, it helps you. Like, mm -hmm. I've applied it everywhere with my family, with my, um, with my boyfriend, with everything. Speaking like of boyfriend, <laughs> where, where'd you meet this guy? At the gym. Yeah, she met him here. This guy, this guy, <laughs> by the way, fucking Brandon. He uh, 
I, I knew he was up to something because class was over and he's still up front, act like he's asking for memberships, uh, membership <laughs> questions. I'm like, I know your membership questions ain't lasting no three hours, B. Come on. Nah. But, uh, yeah, they met here. Uh, it was funny because I thought, so, fun fact about my boyfriend, he's not a... He's not a super talkative person, but he was super talkative to me. But I didn't. Really, <laughs> but I didn't see that. Motive, baby, motive. <laughs> I, I didn't. See, I didn't see that because, you know, I talked to him, and then he came into his class, and I was doing my thing up front. And then when he was done, he would talk to me again. So I thought that he was socializing with everybody at the gym, nah, and then everybody. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody started telling me all these, uh, like. Um, Marissa, she was like, uh, Kelly, I think that guy has something like a thing for you. And then even AB was telling me, like, she was like winking at me. She, he has a, another fun fact. He has really big eyelashes. So she'd be, you guys can't see it, but she'd be like uh. batting her eyelashes to, to give me a sign that he got here. And I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are tripping. And even Bobby, one oh, yeah. day, I was, um, oh yeah, I remember that. I was up front and then he comes up to me and he goes, hey, Kelly, come here. And I go, what? He's like, is that is that, you got a boyfriend? Is that your boyfriend? And I go, no. He's like, well, he about to be. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Bobby did say that. I was like, okay. Fucking Bobby. I, you know, it's funny though because I remember, in a sense, I was kind of in denial that I I did have a thing for him, but I was in denial because I had. Um, Kelly had said, "I never want to date a military <laughs> man ever again." She said this like ten times, and uh, Brandon That's is you say, in the never. Air Force. And Brandon's in there for so that was false. That is not true. She, but that 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 was part of the reason. But the biggest reason was I had past relationships in school, and well, I was in in college, and college and work was a lot already. And to have somebody in a relationship, it is work. It's work. Yeah, hell yeah. You gotta give your you gotta give your person time. You gotta give you know you have to <clears throat> find time for each other. Otherwise, you guys are gonna fall apart. Um, so I was also, and a lot of the guys that I had dated in the past weren't very mature. So they were very like, oh, you never have time. Like I felt kind of like I was dating a girl or no, you never have time or, oh, this or, or, um, or things like that. And, and I was like, you know what? I just don't like, I get in arguments and I couldn't focus on my homework. So I was like, I I can't do this. I'm not going to do this while I'm in school. I need to focus on school and I need to focus on work. And so then Brandon came along and I was like, well, I'm about to graduate in May, so. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but Brandon's actually a really, really, really good dude. Yeah. Um uh yeah, it took me a while to like get full, but I love I I like the guy a lot. I like B a lot. He's very educated, got a good heart, got a good head on his shoulder. <clears throat> yeah. And, In your defense, you a uh, uh, fun fact about Jose is he was like an older brother to me. So it was easier for me to introduce a, a guy to my dad than it was to Jose. But no. I kinda had no choice. Kelly he used to here. hide from me. I caught her one time in the club. I called <laughs> Kelly in the club one time. I I bobbed and weaved, guys. I and didn't even know tucked. what that was. And I went over there and I grabbed her ass. I'm like, what the hell are you doing here? Get your ass home. I was like, wait, I'm 18. What are you talking about? Uh, Yeah. So, and uh, by the way, too, uh, those that do not know, Kelly's probably got a shit ton of uh, fucking nicknames. One <laughs> of them. I'm going to bring this up. One of oh, her nicknames. No. I don't know. If, I don't even know if Ricky knows this. We called her Repo. And the, the reason why fake, we guys. called her Repo, check this out. There's this guy that had that owed money to the gym. It's a lie. He had a balance. I don't even remember what the balance <laughs> was. Probably wasn't a lot. 
Fucking Kelly pulls up to his house. No, no his job. I know. No, pulls up to his uh, his work. It was a customer service job. I was there to buy a product. Yeah, he went to his <laughs> work to get the money. No. Like, goddamn, <laughs> that's repo right there. Shit, it's like getting your card repoed. The real story is that I just had gone to get the product. And yeah. that, um, and he's like, oh, I owe you money. I said, no, 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 wait to go to the gym. And he insisted on giving me the money. But they turned it into a whole big thing. That's funny. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. So what's your goal, Kelly, from here on out? What are you going to do? What's your, what's, what, what's Kelly in five years, ten years? Where, where can... Well, What's my, your plan with Kelly? My biggest goal is probably um, with, the, with the gym, I would say continue growing as a team and just continue putting my 100% in and um, take it day by day, week by week, month by month, and just uh, continue growing it. Um, and that's job-wise. I think as a person, I think continue growing as well uh, in everything, in my relationship, with my family, um, with my personal life, with um, with my finances, like just grow, and you know, um, realize that it's okay to change things as you go too. Because uh, that's actually something that me and Brandon were talking about yesterday. Is that we don't. It's okay to change goals. It's okay to change directions. Like just because you said you were gonna be a veterinarian when you were five does not mean you have to be a veterinarian when you're, you yeah, know, it's so true. Yeah, it's not wrong with that. You just, you're very true. You grow, you adjust and you change. And just to keep moving forward, that's pretty much it. Yep. That's cool. I like yeah. that. I like that a lot. Uh, um, one thing I'm, I was thinking about it. One thing I like about your relationship with Brandon, I told only this, I love how you guys motivate each other. So yeah. I thought I'd bring that up. I like how you guys are like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and you guys hold each other accountable. That is exactly what I think is a recipe for a good relationship. I think too many nowadays where it's one way, where it's one person's, yeah. you're chasing one person's happiness, happiness, but the other person is not worrying about the other person, and they're not trying to make each other better. Yeah. One thing I tell my warriors is, uh, these are the conversations I have with my boxers, I tell them, when you're going to find your girl or your guy, because it's going to be a day in time, you got to make sure you guys balance each other out. So if they're constantly sitting there, like you said, with your past boyfriends, oh, you don't have enough time for me. Oh, you don't have enough this for me. That means they ain't doing shit. They're depending on you. You know what yeah. I mean? They, no, one, no one should be depending on you. They, sh they shouldn't have to. Wait for you to come home. Yeah, it be... it'd be, it's, it's genuine. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're doing their own shit already. Yeah. They, you know, and that's actually one of the things that Brandon has that we i feel like we've grown together and it's changed me and how i look at relationships too because there's a big communication there that i didn't have in the yeah. past there's a big support system there like i want to do this and then we sit there and we talk about it and we analyze it and we look at the benefits and we look at the downside and but we i i'm not afraid to be like oh shit if i say this it's gonna be an argument it's like oh no this is gonna yeah, be a conversation yeah and we're gonna good. talk about it and um <clears throat> it'll be uh so I think that's one of the biggest things there is and being your own person and you support each other as your own person. Like um, he knows that I'm a very like family person. He knows that uh, my job is very important to me and he supports that. So 
and so i think that's important to him to so or when you go with your friends like he's like oh like, you gotta go or you gotta leave or you know it's like he's okay you gotta do that okay that's cool or like in, like i said family is a big thing for me so he, every before family this quarantine thing. every sunday we would go out my dad would cook something we'd go over there i always wanted to find somebody who would support me as far as family yeah because that is a big factor in my life and i never wanted to sit here and choose between somebody i loved and my, my family, family. Yep. yep that and is good so i'm and that's one of the things but again it's communication because if i had never told him my family is so important to me he may not have known that yep so that is true um i i'm gonna start asking you some random questions uh -oh. you ready yep it has nothing to do with anything <laughs> just to make it fun first one if you have if you're talking to a girl a little girl obese 12 year old obese girl struggling with depression and bullying what would be your tip to her what would you tell her um you got this um you know it's hard to know at that moment but you are your own person and you can't let these people control your emotions and your and your life don't let somebody take over your life you know if if there's something if they're bullying you don't let that affect you if you're for example if i was comfortable with my weight it shouldn't have affected me i, I should have just you know tried to, yeah, okay so they're saying that yeah keep in mind that they're saying that because they have no life or a reason or they're yeah. miserable or they're dragging don't you down affect, don't let yeah. negative people affect you yeah cool. and um if there is something that you you know it hurts like it hurts then maybe there's something you got to change so look at that and look how you're going to change it and look towards the future so for example in my case i had to lose weight look towards that in two years i'm going to be this skinny and i'm going to look this good and focus on that focus on that positive and you will get there and you just got to yeah. change their mentality and and push forward cool. and don't let people drag you down i like that next one first thing that comes to your mind oh, don't think about it too much real quick on that thing also i am on um instagram and i have my phone number so if any girls are hearing this and they do want to talk to somebody who's been there done that or feel no support system i don't want them to be hesitant i, I don't care if i don't know you i don't care if i've never seen you in my life i don't care if you're my sister call me text me reach out to me i will be there because cool. i've been there and sometimes it's nice to talk to somebody who's been there yep it is it is true first thing that pops up in your head don't or think about it too much favorite uh -huh. restaurant in sack first one first one you're thinking that's too much already it's just I right don't away have a in and out in and out <laughs> they're everywhere though that's not just sack all right all right uh, that's, that's true. good you that's said good sack. that's good uh, something about you not a lot of people don't know tell me something a lot of people don't know about kelly i am four ten and a half man people can see that <laughs> yeah, that's hey easy. they don't know that i'm in a half okay that half is very important to me yeah um <laughs> anything you want to add before we end it anything you want to say anything no no that's it that's it how can how can we stay in touch with you what's your instagram um at short kelly 27 see and you telling me people don't know <laughs> people don't know they don't know i'm 410 they can and a half it. your instagram says it everyone knows hey, you're short fun fact i'm like an inch and a half of weighing uh legally i think what's the proper word for it midget now you're calling yourself a midget no i'm just saying that if nah. i wasn't <laughs> if i was an inch and a half shorter i could be able to get the handicap sticker oh yeah because you're you're disabled right <laughs> yeah. that's crazy because that's the actual height yeah it's, there's it's an four actual nine. height four nine yeah all right. 
Well, that's it. Thank you guys for listening to the boss, Kelly. Kelly. Uh, what was fun- my other nickname that you didn't mention? Oh, man. You he just said Starbucks. Repo. Every time she's late, she's Starbucks. <laughs> Starbucks. That's her. She acts like she's getting Starbucks, but she's running late. The line was big. All right, y'all. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good one. We out.